Okay, we're on. <laughs> Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I'm Ty King, and with me today, Jessica Tolliver. Jessica Tolliver, all day, every day. Uh, how's it going? Good. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm cold, but other than that, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just drained, completely drained. I've had tons of events, most of them Christmas parties, and I cannot tell you how done I am with Christmas, and it hasn't <laughs> even gotten here yet, and like everybody has started this year to, they're like, oh, we'll one more time off, and so we're going to have our Christmas parties start in the middle of November, and it's been from November to the middle of December, and it's like the whole time period, multiple different events and it's like okay good we got the holiday <laughs> cheer it was fun at first I'm, I'm done i'm ready to get off this ride i hear you so anyway that's how that's going so with the you know of course we're in christmas season mm-hmm. uh and then immediately after that is new year's a lot of businesses are taking off right now a lot of planning is going into what are they going to do for 2022 and so I thought we just talk a little bit about that like how do you I know you're not a fortune teller, right? That's nope. not one of your skills? No. Nope. Okay, okay. I'm not psychic. Unless it comes to, to body mechanics and things of that nature, I can generally divine things there. But when it comes to other things, no. That's okay. Much. I'm not good at reading the tea leaves either. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> but um, with the you know, 2022 coming up, uh, we are looking at a completely different year than whatever we've you know experienced before, especially with... Okay, 2019, things were different. Things were, you know, running what we call normal. Uh, 2020 hits. We had the pandemic. 2021 was sort of a recovery period, and we're still going through that. And then we have the, you know, upcoming, like, Omicron is, is posing a threat against, you know, uh, health again and all that. So it's like, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of revamping of, you know, people's websites, clients' websites because, you know, they're like, well, we just want to be prepared in case mm-hmm. anything else happens. In case we have to shut down the brick and mortar, we want some way we can bring in some kind of revenue. Well, the- I, I think that uh, it's hard to talk about things that are negative like the pandemic in a positive light without stepping on the toes. But mm-hmm. there, it was, it's terrible. I'm going to go ahead and just put that on the table. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to say undo that it's, it's a horrible thing, all of that. And two things can be true at once. Mm-hmm. We've also been forced into a new age people that were dragging their feet businesses that were dragging their feet and having to they were forced to figure out how they can do virtual they were forced to figure out how how to operate zoom they were forced to figure out how to attract clients in an an environment where you can no longer have the same type of uh, close contact and it's it's i think it's been a good thing for a lot of businesses to be able to make themselves make those choices you know we're able to the dining experience is so much different now and, and to an extent, it's been it's kind of nice being not quite on top of everyone like sardines. So there's lots of businesses that I think are improving or have the ability to improve and, and are on that path to the new normal, to something that is more prepared to be in flux for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, right. Uh, so, I don't know, so the way that this year has gone and, of course, you know, we have all new experiences and all of that. How do you see uh, 2022 panning out? Do you think it's going to be a return to normal? Is it going to be a sort of I don't think continued recovery? What, what we thought was normal, I don't think we'll ever be back to that. We'll never be back to the pre-pandemic times. Right. But I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. 
you know, I'm actually diversifying my business a little more, looking at ways to be able to reach my target audience in ways that make them more comfortable if things do get worse. We have a, we call it a self-care room where there's, a, you go in and, and you get some targeted body work and things, but they're done with machines and you do it yourself. So there's not another person in there with you. It gives the people the opportunity to seek out health opportunities without having to be in close contact. Um, they're doing a lot of education on, on how people can take advantage of those things that we offer and and still continue their lives. For sure. You know, I was uh, looking at this article from uh, Forbes that is sort of like, you know, what to expect in, of course, customer service in 2022 and like how we deal with our clients and uh, customers and a little bit differently. How do people, you know, buy, shop, use services? It, it you know, it's all, it all changes every mm-hmm. single year. So, um, but they said, as we look into 2022, digital transformation will become generationalist uh, as brands continue on this new trajectory of using online presence, of course, as a, as a mainstay. Uh, with more digital savvy, more digital savvy cus, uh, consumers within all generational groupings, brands will be able to usher in a much larger digital component with both mobile and self-service finally able to take precedence. So what basically I'm hearing is that a whole generation of people that have been really wanting to do the in-person shopping, really wanting mm-hmm. to stick to the old ways because that's what the yeah. in their prime they were doing, in, uh, specifically the older generation, mm-hmm. were forced into, if you want the thing, you have to order it from the right. online, you have to consult the Google or whatever, and they re- became, they were required to learn some of that, which is great because now they know it and they can utilize it. So that you're actually opening uh, your digital efforts are opening up to a larger audience. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, they had to learn how to use all the uh, the digital you know, Zooms and, and how we, to shop online, how to use Amazon. And we have clothes. all enjoyed the mistakes they've made on Zoom that have gone viral. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, and just social media and all, all of it. All of it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then for a while, like in the pandemic, you know, people weren't even able to like go to the dressing rooms and try on clothes because then you spread germs, which spreads COVID, which makes things worse. And so, uh, having to move over to a format where they're uh, you know shopping online, and now Amazon has uh, a feature where you can try something for a week just to make sure that that's what you want, mm-hmm. that's the size, and you, know, you can just send the, it right back. Uh, yeah, wardrobe. It's it's awesome. I use it for my kids. Mm-hmm. I'll get if any pants. I just order, I eyeball them, I figure out yep. what I think they should wear and get one above, one below. <laughs> and then I'm like, put them on. Yeah. And then I send back the ones that don't fit and I know what size and color and yeah. I just order the rest. So yeah, I love using wardrobe. Oh yeah, I've done the same thing. Uh, well, I tried it for the first time this week mm-hmm. because we had a, another Christmas party. But it was a ugly sweater party. I don't have any of those. I'll never wear them except for ugly Christmas party sweater or uh, parties, you know. So uh, I was like, well, I'll try this out. And so it works you know um it's pretty amazing but it changes like the whole you know shopping experience and the, like the complaints people had i remember before the pandemic people were always like oh, I always get the wrong size whenever i order online that's why i never do that and i do it on purpose and it's like well now those options are less and less <laughs> well even even beyond that you go into the stores and partly because of the pandemic and partly because of supply chain issues they don't have the selection you may the 
the shelves may be bare. There, I go into the, to the grocery store and everyone there's always a, a shelf that's empty. And it's not just the toilet paper anymore. Now it's like for some reason they're out of beans. You know? Yeah. Um, and you may not be able to get what you want if you don't if you're not willing to go shop online. Uh, another subject that they brought up was, uh, of course, keeping you know privacy and data concerns at bay because uh, as more people are using and it's it's more opportunity for someone who's yeah, ransomware and that type of thing. You know what I mean? So number one thing is never click on links. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, number two is. Um, as a small business, it's wise to farm some of that out. So instead of trying to have a lot of that information kept in house, using a Square, you know, or, or one of those those types of platforms where a larger company is controlling the information that has more of a budget for security, mm-hmm. and it. Ultimately, it's a little bit higher percentage for the business owner, but at the same time, I don't look at that as a higher percentage uh, as a cost. Look at it as that's you're paying for that security. Right. So if you're running your your shop through a platform that has higher security, I, I mentioned Square because it's the one I can think of. Um, they've got the Square stores and they've got that all set up. They're maintaining the security for your your customers, mm-hmm. not you. Right. Yeah, exactly, and I think that. Um well, being transparent of how they use your data—that's mm-hmm. that's another thing. Is with all these businesses that are online that are collecting, you know, of course, credit card information and you know, uh, demographic you know situations. Uh, what are they doing with that? You know, I mean, are they selling it off to somebody else? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes, most of them are. <laughs> most of them are. If they're not, they're being hacked and someone else is selling it. And they it. are not going to be transparent about it unless, like, you're going through, you know, it's like, well, you must sign this agreement in order to use our services or, you know, shop our store. It's like, okay, people really don't look at it, just like contracts, you know what I mean? Uh, they'll scam through it and be like, okay, it looks good, whatever. It's pretty standard, right? And then <laughs> I hit the little check boxes at the end. But, you know, one of the check boxes says we're, we're allowed to, you know, uh, share your you know data with our partners, mm-hmm. which means you're gonna be flooded with spam. What I recommend to my family and my clients and and, and things is when shopping online, mm-hmm. utilize a service like Privacy.com. It is a free service that you can basically you give them your information, your credit card information, and then when you go to shop online. You go to there and you say, I'm going to spend $100 at wherever. And yeah. they give you an independent, individual credit card number. And that credit card number can be used to shop online. And you can you can say yeah. it's a maximum of $100, or you can say it only is good for Apple, or you can mm-hmm. say it's you know, it's good for every re- reoccurring or one time. And you can control that for each of the numbers. And that way, you're putting that information out there, but it's for all intents and purposes, fictitious. There's the, right, it's right. still a card number. They're still charging your card. You're still getting all the things, but you're not exposing your personal information, your personal credit card information as, as much. Yeah. I've been using an app called Do Not Pay, mm-hmm. uh, and it was created by this, this guy that was in college. But anyways, he, uh, the whole purpose of it was to fight. Uh, it originally was to battle against uh, traffic tickets, mm-hmm. like uh, parking tickets mm-hmm. were mainly. If you got a parking ticket, like it would do the the you know the whole it would go through the system and everything and like it was the world's first virtual lawyer is what he sort of you know put it out there as. But then uh, seeing as like there was a lot of different other areas that they could touch, uh, and so one of them was like what you said, giving you know uh, credit card numbers that were you know they're fictitious of course, but then you know they link and they only have a certain amount on them. 
Also, if scammers are calling you and they're asking you for your information, you can also generate a new card mm -hmm. and then <laughs> give them that number and they'll be able to trace where that person is when they use that number. Mm -hmm. uh, so it helps them you know, cut down all the scams and reports like robocalls and all that stuff. To, like you know, Better Business Bureau is doing mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff too. Um, so that's been, that's been pretty amazing. And also canceling. Um, if you ever sign up for a free trial of any kind of you know online service or even you know streaming service or something like that, you forget to you know cancel it. Usually, uh, you're like, oh, I only want to use this for two weeks or whatever. The the whole the trial, I'll try it out. But if you don't want to keep it, then like they'll continuously keep billing you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, you can just tell them like, hey, cancel this on this date, and then they'll automatically do it. And it's been that's been awesome for me. Um, Let's see, a gray, looking at these articles again. So employee experience. Uh, it says that they employee experience will be the leading indicator of business success in 2022. Well, I with the, uh, the shortage of workers yeah. and um, you know, a lot of different things, yeah, the employee, employees have a little bit of an opportunity to shop around for a business, for, sure. for, for an employer. So they're going to go to where the experience is going to be good for them. And another a shift, this is even prior, prior to COVID, uh, a shift in the way employees think about their jobs has changed. It's no longer, I'm looking for a good pay. I mean, pay is mm -hmm. important, but they want more job satisfaction. Yeah. The, the, new, the new generation of workers wants... Uh, they want an espresso machine. That's yeah. important to them. Yeah. Or they want Flex Tuesdays or these things that are, are not monetary that are, are very important. They want to be able to bring their dog to work. Right, know? right, yeah. Exactly. I've got a, a client that does you know staffing for all kinds of other businesses, and we were looking at like what are some of the you know the things that how has it changed? You know, what I mean, I was having a kind of discussion about that, and it's kind of like how. Uh, the table has turned because previously employers were like, you get to work here. That was kind of the, the, uh, the, mm -hmm. the, the statement that they took, you know, I mean, it was like, you, you have the, you know, it's your privilege to be able to work here. But now it's since the pandemic and everything and like, all you said, well, people get comfortable and working from home and all these things. But now the employers are looking at it as, okay, well, we get to have employees, you know what I mean? Instead of you get to work here, it's like we, we, need, we get to have employees. So, like, what are you offering for your... That, and, I mean, it's forcing employers to really reevaluate their, their yeah. team and, and who's needed, who's not, and then really take care of those needed people mm -hmm. and eliminate positions that aren't necessary anymore. Sure. I mean, the, you don't have to have the same business model because everyone was forced to do things a little differently. People yeah. uh, learned that they can do things differently. And that's 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 great from if an employer is willing to embrace that, they have a good opportunity to to remodel their business to be more resilient in the right. face of adversity. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah, I think you're right on it with that. Um, okay, four on this article: the innovations, socialization, and collaboration hub emerges. Uh, so. Working together, as far as, you know, I'm not trying to like, like you know rich retreat company retreats and stuff like that. The stuff that hate people hate to go on anyway. To like uh, you see it on the social media. Oh, so glad I worked for this company and we got to go out to this cabin for the weekend. Yada 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 yada. But really, you talk to them, they're like, I'm so glad that was over. Uh, well, a lot of that was done because 
the, all the, the people who write the self-help business books were saying that you need to have this team collaboration. Yeah. And there was never a pathway to do it. They just said, do it. And employers wanted to be attract the best employees and we're, and we're trying to build teams and trying to do all these things. And there was this culture of go on the retreats, force people into a room. And that psychology never really worked, but uh, it, it definitely sold books, so they did it. And now that things have changed and all that closeness actually isn't productive, they're seeing it for what it is and are making different types of ways to in, in develop that team spirit. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, five on the list says brands will invest more than ever in the frontline employee experience. Is so what they're, tra- <laughs> they're trying to, what they're saying is the the frontline. That's the person who greets your clients first. Yeah. And uh, they want them to be happy because if they're not happy, then they're not giving the customer the best service. I guess, I mean, I, I'm, that's not sure. how I'm hearing that. Yeah. I, well, I, the comment here says, despite the emergence of new competitive self-service technologies and channels, voice and email are still the most popular customer service channels. Moreover, the channels are the go-to channels when a customer's issue is urgent, concerning, or complex. And so that means that when interactions are critical and can make or break a customer's relationship with the brand, if not handled well, therefore it is uh, encouraging to hear vendors talk about the importance of the agent's experience and how their tools can help them deliver. So, so That's actually been a trend that's been happening for a while. So there was a huge push in the late 80s and 90s to mm-hmm. outsource you know, to India and other countries, Pakistan, mm-hmm. for all of this customer service. Sure. And it was because it was, a, it was a dollar's issue. It was very cheap. It was cheaper to do it over there. They, had, they were on different time zones, so they were able to work the evening shifts and things of that nature. Um, and it was, it worked for, for, for what it was. But then people started hating it, and customer consumers didn't appreciate that. And so there was some pushback. But there wasn't an opportunity for the, the consumer to have a voice in that until the pandemic really when they are more internet savvy so they're not having to rely so much on not knowing what they're doing when they're trying to get help mm-hmm. and you know it, people are a little more discerning about where they're spending their dollars so if you have poor customer service you'll lose a customer Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. With, with, the, with online reviews being so rampant, people are able to go on and check and, and see what uh, other, oh, wow. yeah. other people have experienced <laughs> and people make choices based on that. Um, so, oh, I kind of, yeah. yeah, I see that for sure. I, I, I think, th- I know that now because, I don't know, I just, I, I, if I go a place and I don't have that excellent customer service, I'm not going back. Right. Even though there's fewer businesses that are open, even though that there's fewer selection, I went for a couple of months with none. So I know how I, I, I can live without that. I think that, that that's people may have a better understanding of what's necessary and they don't have to put up with that. <laughs> so keeping your employees happy keeps your customers happy. Like, yeah, for sure. And if <laughs> customers can't reach you when they call the number that they're supposed to call for customer service, mm-hmm. it's recording saying, hey, leave a message, we'll get back to you. That's, I mean, I don't know. That, that well, it only adds to the irateness of It also <laughs> is customer. important to meet your customers where they are because yeah. if I can deal with something on chat or text or oh, email, sure. I'm going to. Whereas another customer would want that voice opportunity. So having 
not putting all of your customers into the same box allows you to be a little more fluid with them and have higher retention. So, a lot of these other ones don't really apply to anything other than like the major businesses that are out there. It's important that small businesses every year, regardless whether it's a post-pandemic year or not, to look forward to what their goals are for the new year. And as a brand new budding entrepreneur and business owner, I had difficulty with that because I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to how to how to look for what's going to be in the first quarter or. Um, and there's not really a, a, a way to teach that. It's almost like you have to just kind of figure it out. But even if you don't have marketing goals and you're doing your first quarter budgets and you have your whatever stockholders meetings, even if you don't have all of that and you're just, you know, Bob's shop, you still should have some marketable and measurable goals for the year. You should say, okay, I want to hit a certain sales number by a certain time. And if you don't make that, or you do way too early, it gives you an idea of where you're going and, and how you're doing it. And every time you do that, you get better at making the predictions and setting the goals. For sure. Um, so in, in all of that, that's not just making money, that's not just, you can say how many customers you want to have reached out to, or how many widgets you want to have produced, or um, how entering a new market, any of those things can be goals for your business, but you have to have a direction or you won't get anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, knowing, knowing what your goals are and how to, <laughs> putting a plan into how to, how to hit those, of course. And I think we've had that on every episode that we've talked about. A lot of businesses learn the hard way that they have to have an emergency fund, so that should be on everyone's wish list if they haven't started thinking yeah. about it already for next year. If something does happen, if you know another virus or any, you know, the zombie apocalypse comes around, if anything happens, being prepared in a in multiple different ways, financially, um, having an online backup, having different processes available to you is, yeah. is important. And, and some businesses learned the hard way, which is why they didn't survive the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, anything else you see in 2022? Well, I mean, I've got, all, I, I've got all kinds of things going on in 2022. I've opened up the well, for school. You, for I've sure, got yeah. all the, so we've got a lot of things going on. I would like to, my goal for 2022 is to take a, like a couple of days off. Okay, that's your goal. In a row. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's the big goal you're working for, working towards. Um, And they get the and get the podcast room done. The the media room done. So now we're without a camera today because we can't get any of the cameras to work. So great. But you know, growing pains. Yeah, definitely is. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. Good deal. Yeah. Well, thanks for all the insights, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's like we can't we can't ever see what is actually going to happen, you know, tomorrow. You know what I mean? But well, yeah, there's ways to be prepared. For everybody it. who answered the question, "Where do you see yourself in five years uh-huh. in 2015?" Oh gosh, got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All those time capsules. Those are <laughs> just leave those buried for now. <laughs> right. Maybe a couple more years. Awesome. Well, if you are, well, you're, you're probably just listening on this audio podcast, but if there is also a video version, probably just an image or something going on here so that you can see it on YouTube, uh, the healthy podcast, just search for that on podcast. Uh, uh, what, what are the, what's the word for that? It's podcast distributors, I guess. Platforms. Platforms. Okay. Whatever. 
uh, wherever you find your podcast, and then also on YouTube uh, for our channel for the Healthy Business Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, until next time. Until next time. <laughs>